From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Friday, March 18th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Now that the Ohio Supreme Court has struck down a third legislative map approved by Republican members of the Ohio Redistricting Commission, Governor Mike DeWine is suggesting the commission hand off their duties. Andrew Kinsey explains. He says the commission could pass a resolution to hire three map makers, two Republicans, one Democrat, put them into a room and have them follow three rules. We have to follow the law, we have to follow the Supreme Court decision, but we also have to follow what the Constitution tells us. We have to do all of those, try to do all of those at the same time and do them within 10 days. I don't know any other way of doing that. As the governor mentioned, they have 10 days to do it, which he agrees is a tough challenge to face. I'm Andrew Kinsey. And Ohio's top elections official has paused certain preparations for the May 3rd primary in the face of another court decision invalidating GOP-drawn maps of new legislative districts. Republican Secretary of State Frank LaRose coupled a directive issued to county election boards late Thursday with a letter to the Ohio Redistricting Commission. He said counties are now simply out of time to complete the work necessary to hold statehouse elections as scheduled. His order prohibits counties from altering or sending ballots until further notice. Rose can't change the election date himself. That's up to the legislature or a federal court. A Democratic state lawmaker from Toledo is reacting to the repeated failures by Republicans on the Ohio Redistricting Commission to present fairly redrawn districts. Chase Bachman has the story. The delay in new maps could put future elections in jeopardy. State Representative Paula Hicks Hudson says the idea that the state would move forward without regarding what the court says is undemocratic. That one branch of government should ignore the other co-equal branch, that is absurd. And it is un-American, a flagrant slap in the face of democracy. The state Supreme Court is ordering the commission to submit a new map to Secretary of State Frank LaRose by March 28th. Chase Bachman reporting in Toledo. Governor DeWine held what he called the Ohio Summit on Ukrainian Refugees in Parma yesterday. Sarah Shookman has the story. At St. Vladimir's in Parma, resettlement agencies, nonprofits, and faith-based groups connected to plan. Governor Mike DeWine calling it a state built by immigrants. Ohio welcomes and will welcome any refugees who come from Ukraine. Global Cleveland President Joe Simperman says he's aware of a few Ukrainian families who have already landed in the area, including a mother and her 10-year-old son. Marta Kelher with the United Ukrainian Organization of Ohio just returned from the Polish border. What we witnessed were generations of Ukrainians that are fleeing Most, she says, are staying close to their homeland and husbands now with hopes to return to Ukraine when or if that's possible. Ohio is equipped to be able to bring in the refugees and settle them uh, in an area that is safe for them, where they do understand the culture. I'm Sarah Shookman. Intel Corporation announced yesterday it's investing $100 million in Ohio's education over the next decade. More from Andrew Kinsey. Intel is promising that money will help build a pipeline to education and research to help develop workers in semiconductor manufacturing. Ohio leaders say there is a focus to develop STEM programs in minority communities. Governor DeWine joined Intel executives for their announcement. You know, as we look to the future in Ohio, uh, our goal is for every Ohioan to live up to their God-given potential no matter where they're born, what their zip code is, where they grow up. The campus is expected to bring in 3,000 full-time positions. It's expected to be done by 2025. 
I'm Andrew Kinsey. Former state health director Dr. Amy Acton, who led Ohio through the early days of the pandemic, is reflecting on that time. Tracy Townsend reports. Dr. Acton describes COVID as a grave security risk to our nation and says Ohioans and others were makers or co-creators of how to deal with this kind of disruption. I saw what Ohioans could do firsthand. It was not my orders. Ohioans flattened a curve. Ohioans reached out and pulled each other on life rafts. They do it every day. They're often not the loud people, but they're the ones doing it. And we have to remember to all, we have to all row together. She admits she'd like to get back to her normal life. In the meantime, she's been honored by USA Today as a woman of the year. It was the honor of a lifetime to hold that space for Hyones. It was certainly unintended. I'm a very ordinary person who found themselves in an extraordinary moment in time. I'm Tracy Townsend. The 21-year-old man charged in connection with a shootout last Friday on I-71 just north of Columbus faced a judge yesterday less than 24 hours after being released from the hospital. Lindsay Mills has the details. Jonathan Myers has a criminal history spanning the last three years for gun, drugs, and stolen property charges. The state is asking he be held without bail. That criminal history playing a role in that request as well as a history of not showing up for court. But I can tell you there are five pending warrants for him in Franklin County, all stemming from charges uh, that arose in 2020. And, you know, he posted bond in those matters. And I need to make sure my community is safe by requesting he be held without bond. Now, when we asked whether he could face additional charges, the answer was anything is possible. Outside the Delaware County Courthouse, Lindsay Mills. As the snow clears around the state, crews from the Ohio Department of Transportation are beginning to pick up litter on the side of the road. Brittany Bailey reports. It's not just ugly, it's bad for the environment. And litter is also expensive to pick up around the state. So our crews are out this week and out several days during the week as time allows, picking up that trash. We spent more than $4 million on litter pickup statewide last year alone, picking up more than 480,000 bags of other people's garbage. Well, the folks at ODOT say litter is one of the few road conditions they face that is man-made. They ask you, please, do not throw trash out of your window. I'm Brittany Bailey. A debate among Republican candidates for governor in Ohio has been canceled. Dave James explains. It comes after GOP Governor Mike DeWine declined to participate and former Congressman Jim Renacci decided to follow suit. The nonpartisan Ohio Debate Commission event had been scheduled for March 29th. A third GOP candidate, former State Representative Ron Hood, never returned organizers' phone calls and would have left Central Ohio farmer Joe Blystone alone on the stage. Dave James, I went in news. And Ohio's crowded Republican Senate race has been all about one man, Donald Trump. But with less than two months until the state's May 3rd primary to succeed retiring Senator Rob Portman, some of the leading candidates have accepted that despite their best efforts, the former president's coveted endorsement may never come. Clay Gordon has more. That has not stopped the candidates from trying to woo Trump and his voters. J.D. Vance notes at his town hall events that he speaks with Trump regularly. Josh Mandel is running with a slogan, Pro God pro-gun, pro-Trump. James Timken's website opens with an ad titled Incredible Leader that features footage of Trump praising her. I'm Clay Gordon. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.